Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. May the God of hope fill you with peace and joy as you trust in him, that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God's word before us this morning, as it has been for the past couple of weeks, comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. For those of you who like to follow along, it's in the Pew Bible on page 1177. And as you're looking that up, just a note, Paul begins this section of Ephesians with the word finally. For two reasons, he's coming to the end of his letter to the Ephesians, And he has finished up his list of service roles that he has described for the different people in our lives. So again, Ephesians chapter 6, beginning with verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand." Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Let us pray. Lord, your words are waters living, where I quench my thirsty needs. Lord, your words are bread life-giving, on your words my spirit feeds. Lord, your words will be my light through death's cold and dreary night. Yes, they are my sword prevailing, and my cup of joy unfailing. Amen. Unless we're into fencing, we don't have much occasion to use a sword, do we? For years, however, the sword was the preferred, the primary, the go-to weapon for the soldier. The soldier would use it both defensively and to go on the offensive. Although warfare and military equipment have changed dramatically over the years. I can't imagine that none of you has seen a picture of a soldier, breastplate, and helmet wielding a sword. Through the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit uses this picture for us today to help us prepare in our pursuit of family church. 
As we face the dangerous, difficult, and even daunting task of equipping ourselves for life and for eternity, we find ourselves engaged in a battle. What is that battle? Who is our enemy? And what are the weapons God has given us to engage in this battle against this enemy? In his mercy and wisdom, God has revealed the answers to those three questions in our text this morning. And so as we focus on God's answers, let's do so under the theme, be prepared for battle. Know who your enemy is and use God's weaponry. Now, the devil is constantly scheming to blind us as to who the real enemy is. We tend to think that the enemy is the bully at school who calls us names, or our strict parents at home who set down rules. It's the neighbor whose dog keeps defecating on the lawn, or the co-worker who cheats to get ahead, or the relative whose behavior irritates us. We see the enemy as the disease that has invaded our body or governmental regulations which make our life difficult. But not God. God thinks, sees things differently. God says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The Passion Translation of the Bible puts this a bit differently. I put it up on the screens. Would you read this with me? Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. What that's saying to us is that our enemy is not the school bully. It's not the insensitive neighbor. It's not the cheating co-worker or the brash relative. None of those can separate us from Jesus. Our real enemy resides right here in our heart. Satan festers this attitude within us that simmers just below the surface, an anger that wants to get back at these so-called relatives any way we can. And if we could picture Satan... Wouldn't he be rubbing his hands in glee at how quickly and how easily we succumb to his lies? Our strict parents and governmental authorities are not the enemy either, but rather our rebellious attitude over and against these authorities whom God has placed over us. It's not the disease that has invaded our body, but the temptation to worry about it and even to blame God for it. Jesus once said, 
For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside and defile a person. The enemy's not out there. The enemy's right here. That's why Paul so powerfully warns us today, our struggle is not against flesh and blood. But as destructive and deadly as these sinful attitudes can be, the worst weapon that Satan wields is doubt. Doubting what God says, doubting what God promises, runs counter to faith and eats away at faith. Today, Paul talks about the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. When doubt trumps faith, when we don't trust God, when we don't take God at his word, we are left without defense. We are left without faith. And the devil's most devious tactic is to cause us to doubt God's forgiveness of our sins in Christ. Satan tempts us to trust our own efforts to make God happy and to win his favor. Satan trusts, uh, uh, tempts us to trust our own ingenuity to work our way through life's problems. Satan tempts us to trust the pleasures of life to distract us from life's worries and concerns. And then, when all of these things fail, when we see how foolish and how powerless they are, Satan leads us to despair. My friends, when doubt separates us from Jesus, when doubt cuts us off from Jesus' words and promises, we've lost hope. We've lost salvation. We've lost heaven. We are, in every sense of the word, lost. So the question begs asking, what's our defense against doubt? How do we stand firm against it? How do we fight these temptations of Satan? None of us has perfect faith. We all struggle with doubts. We find ourselves lamenting with that dad who brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus and said, Lord, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. What's our defense? How in all the world can we stand firm against this diabolical weapon of Satan? Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. God's mighty power is his word. When you begin to doubt, take your eyes off yourself, take your eyes off your life circumstance, and put those eyes up on God's word. Run to God's promises. 
A promise like this, though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. A promise like this, the blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from every sin. A promise like this, we know that in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. This word of God, this good news of Jesus Christ, is the God-given weapon that we have from him to drive out doubt, so that doubt will not damage and eventually destroy our faith. We prepare our family church for battle when we fight against our doubt with God's word, when we regularly remember and rejoice in our baptism, and when we are frequent partakers at the Lord's table. These are the only ways that God has revealed to us that he brings his word and promises to bear on our hearts and lives. Friends, be prepared for battle. Fight against Satan's doubts. Go back and go back time and again to God's promises to you in the Bible, in baptism, in the Lord's Supper. These are the spiritual weapons God has given us to take our stand against Satan in every day of evil. Now, having been reminded that God's word comes to us through the Bible, in baptism, and in the real presence of Jesus' body and blood in the Lord's Supper, which we call the means of grace, let's take a few moments this morning to examine each piece of this spiritual armor that helps us prepare for battle. And this morning, to assist us, I'm going to be using the Passion Translation of the Bible. Paul begins, Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Now, what does Paul mean by truth? Do you recall Jesus' words in the upper room in Jerusalem the night before he was crucified? He was engaged in prayer with his heavenly Father, and he said, Father, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. God's words encircle us like a belt. Not some flimsy leather belt as we typically wear, but think of a big, bulky belt of a weightlifter. In battle, the sword was thrust up into the groin and abdomen, through the stomach and lugs, and eventually into the heart. Just as a soldier's belt protected his vital organs, so the truth, the belt of God's truth, protects the vital doctrines of Scripture. Paul says, put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. When we were baptized into the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit took Jesus' perfection and covered our sinful heart. Today, Jesus' holiness, his righteousness, his perfection covers our hearts so that Satan's accusations cannot pierce that holiness. 
We stand acceptable before a holy and righteous God, not because of our holiness, not because of our righteousness, not because of our perfection, but because we are covered with the protective armor of Jesus' holiness, the breastplate of his righteousness. In other words, we can be certain and sure that we are saved and going to heaven because of Jesus Christ. Paul continues, Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In the Lord's Supper, Jesus gives us his real body and his real blood so that there'll be no doubt in our minds that his perfect life, his suffering, and his sacrificial death on the cross accomplished our salvation and put us at peace with God. It is this certain peace with God that makes us ready and willing to serve God and others wherever our feet are placed on the path of life. When it comes to our Christian service, the Holy Spirit puts on our feet the light and airy sneakers of the gospel and not the heavy, burdensome boots of the law. Paul goes on. In every battle, take faith as your wrap-around shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. We all know that a shield is only as good as the material from which it is made. So also our faith is only as good as God's promises which it believes and trusts. Faith that is built on human hope is like a paper shield, easily penetrated and destroyed by Satan's flaming arrows. When our faith clings to the words and promises of our God, it is an impenetrable faith, a shield made of solid steel. Paul concludes his description of our armor by saying, Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. And take the razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. God connects our helmet and our sword to the Holy Spirit and his word. The Bible is the Word of God. Say that with me. The Bible is the Word of God. It doesn't just contain God's Word. It doesn't just have God's Word. Those are the lies of Satan. No, the Bible is God's inspired Word. Paul once wrote to fellow believers, we thank God continually because when you receive the Word of God, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God. Any false teaching that wars against the Bible, against baptism or communion, blunts the sword of the Spirit in our lives. When God gave his Old Testament people his law, this is what he told Moses to tell them. Do not add 
to what I command you. And do not subtract from it, but keep the commands of the Lord your God that I give you. And in the very last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, the very last chapter, way toward the end, God inspired the Apostle John to write this. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll, if anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in this scroll. God's message is clear. Don't damage the spirit's sword. Don't mess with my word. Hold on to every teaching of Scripture. Keep using my weaponry. And so we find ourselves ending right where we began. The sword was the soldier's go-to weapon in ancient times. The sword is our weapon, our go-to weapon today. This sword of the Spirit comes to us invisibly in the Word of God and visibly in the sacraments, in the water connected to the Word in baptism and through the bread and wine connected to the Word in Holy Communion. What parts of your spiritual armor are in good order? Which parts may be rusty or moldy and need some work? To get ready, to be ready for spiritual battle, we need to know what God says. We need to bone up on what God tells us in his word. We need to take Jesus' words to heart. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Our survival as Christians, the spiritual health of our family church are at stake. Fellow warriors, keep fighting against Satan's doubts. Keep fighting the battle with the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. Amen. Now the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information, please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org.